Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. Okay, think about a very difficult situation, no matter what it is. Maybe it's a business issue or some sort of personal dilemma. Whatever it is, you feel frustrated because it's just too hard to figure out. Well, maybe, just maybe, the answer to your problem is how you think about it. A problem-solving uh, technique that is growing in popularity is something called computational thinking. In a nutshell, is figuring out the answers to a problem the way a computer would. <laughs> I'll, go, uh, I'll go deeper with that after this. This podcast is sponsored by Superpass, the go-to software for out-the-box content websites and mobile apps. With the Superpass platform, you can create your own branded website and native mobile apps to host your digital content, subscribers, and more. Do you have quality content that you want to share with the world in a beautiful and intuitive site? If so, then Superpass can provide the tech solution for you. Hold all your digital content in one place, your brand, your way. Check out superpass.app. That's S-U-P-A-P-A-S-S dot app. Computers can be used to help solve problems. However, before a problem can be tackled, the problem itself and the ways in which it could be solved need to be understood. Computational thinking helps with this. It allows us to take a complex problem, understand what the problem is, and develop possible solutions. These solutions can then be presented in a way that a computer, a human, or both can understand, at least as described by the BBC. Computational thinking itself is comprised of three steps, decomposition, abstraction, and algorithmic thinking. Let me talk a bit first about decomposition, or rather, let me quote the BBC as they describe it. Decomposition involves breaking down a complex problem or system into smaller parts that are more manageable and easier to understand. The smaller parts can then be examined and solved or designed individually as they are simpler to work with. If a problem is not decomposed, it is much harder to solve. Dealing with a complex problem is much more difficult than breaking a problem down into a number of smaller problems and solving each one, one at a time. Smaller problems are easier to understand and can be examined in more detail. For example, suppose that a crime has been committed. Solving a crime can be a very complex problem as there are many things to consider. A police officer would need to know the answer to a series of smaller problems. What crime was committed? When the crime was committed? Where the crime was committed? What evidence there is? If there were any witnesses? if there have recently been any similar crimes. The complex problem of the committed crime has now been broken down into simpler problems that can be examined individually in detail. Once the individual information has been gathered and collated, the police officer may be able to solve the crime. Step one in computational thinking is decomposition. The second step is abstraction, which is the process of ignoring the non-essential details of a problem. From this, an idea of what is to be solved can be created. 
The idea is known as a model, and uh, okay, <laughs> I think I think I'm starting to lose some of you. Uh, let me um, let me show you an example of what I mean by abstraction. Have you ever traveled on the New York City subway? I have. The first few times it was quite intimidating because when you look at the map, it's easy to be overwhelmed by all the places you could go by train and when you add bus routes to it, uh, OMG. <laughs> However, if I focus solely on going from say Brooklyn to Manhattan, I can ignore all the other destination options on the map. Also, I don't have to think about uh, how many miles there are between subway stations, how many steps I must take from the train to the exit, or how deep underground the subway station is. All that is irrelevant to my solving the problem of going from Brooklyn to Manhattan. So I ignore all of that extra unimportant information and focus solely on the subway route that will get me where I wanna go. Make sense? When I block out the information I don't need and keep what I do need, that's abstraction. Decomposition is breaking down a big problem into smaller solvable parts. Abstraction is getting rid of the clutter and focusing on what matters. The third step in computational thinking is algorithmic thinking, which is basically creating a step-by-step -step action plan. If you ever followed a recipe, do you understand how algorithms work? When following a uh, recipe, for example, uh, at least as the author intended, <laughs> the desired outcome can be expected. You beat so many eggs, you add so much flour, bake for so long, and bada boom, bada bing, something delicious comes out the oven. Now, was my explanation of computational thinking simple enough to understand? Good. I'm glad you think so because you have to master this way of thinking to stay competitive in business and in the job market. <laughs> More on that after this. Hey, do you need a public speaker for your next meeting or event? If so, email me. You can catch me via email at jimstroud, G-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at jimstroud.com. I speak a lot about the future of work and my latest speech, Big Brother in the Office, is one sure to raise eyebrows. Here's uh, some of what you can expect. Fifteen minutes ago, the world changed. Social media has caused, or greatly contributed to, a mental health epidemic. As a result, Companies have to hire smart in order to protect their interests. So what are they turning to? Well, advanced technologies that monitor the emotional fitness of their workers, artificial intelligence scanning the faces of candidates for truth, microchipping employees, and other means. All of these methods may improve overall efficiency and the bottom line of the enterprise, but at what cost? When does the collection and tracking of employee data go too far? How much privacy should an interviewee or an employee expect to have? And most importantly, how will these practices affect the future world of work? In my presentation, uh, I point out a few things. I point out just how far technology has progressed and what you can expect to see in the very near future. 
I discussed the pros and cons of leveraging this cutting edge technology like uh, biometrics, for example. And then I also discussed the societal impact of present day surveillance techniques in recruitment practices and the overall world of work. If you like the type of futuristic topics I discuss here in my podcast, then you will love the information I share in my presentation, Big Brother in the Office. Email me now and let's talk about it. Again, my email address, Jim Stroud, G-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D at jimstroud.com. Operators are standing by. Launching an innovation in HR tech is no small feat. With all of the noise and countless vendors in the market, sometimes the most promising innovations don't get the chance they deserve to impact HR. And while early and growth stage founders are highly innovative, most aren't experts at scaling revenue to drive growth and support their vision, which can mean the end of the road for many startups. That's where Pure ACV comes in. We've had the great fortune of working with some of the most innovative brands in HR tech for over three decades to build compelling messaging and solid scalable teams that drive growth, giving these innovations a chance to impact how HR is done. To learn more, visit us at pureacv.com. Even if you cannot code a computer, being able to think through a problem with computational thinking will become more and more important as times progress. For example, if you are in talent acquisition, developing a candidate journey from discovering a job description all the way to hire requires breaking it down to simple steps and putting it into algorithmic sequences that can be tracked and tweaked over time. If you are a retailer, Designing a user journey requires the same type of insight. And if you are an employer, computational thinking will likely be at the core of most of your future jobs because as technology becomes more sophisticated and pervasive, you're going to need people who can routinely figure out complex problems. And just in case you think computational thinking is just the latest buzzword floating on the internet, it's not. Case in point. In the U.S., the National Research Council, which is a scientific think tank uh, created by President Woodrow Wilson back in the day, uh, well, they've been ahead of the curve working on computational thinking for the past eight years. The Carnegie Mellon University has a Microsoft-sponsored Center for Computational Thinking to advance computing research and computational thinking to improve society. The National University of Singapore has gone a step further and made computational thinking compulsory, regardless of whatever course the students are studying. If you want to learn more about computational thinking and how it could be applied to your business, maybe take an online course in it, something like that, check out uh, computationalthinking.org. That's computationalthinking.org. You'll be glad you did. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. That's what 
Ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come through. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. 